Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey. Hello and welcome back to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay and this is episode 114 and I'm here today with, guess what? Leader Herman. What a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. If you've been a longtime listener, you know that this podcast is about inspiration and so much more. So much more. And we've <laughs> always hoped what's inspired us will inspire you. But guess what, Lita? What? It's the other way around. Aww. What inspires other people is inspiring us as well. Actually, it's both ways. There it's you the go. way. And it's not just inspiration, but the idea of inspired action, which in Chinese is called Wu Wei. This is the way, the Wu Wei. <laughs> yes, for all those Mandalorian uh, fans out there. Yes, this is the way. And how about that baby Grogu? Oh, my, oh God. my God. That is the way, right to a lot of money. He's so like, adorable. Oh, right, for Disney. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's so cute. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't seen the true Wu Wei in a baby Yoda-like format, then yes, it's the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. On Disney, it's Plus. not a pay. This is not a paid Disney ad. We just love the Mandalorian, the baby Grogu. I know, but this is about the Wu Wei, the Wu Wei podcast, twenty twenty three. This is the Wu Wei. This is the this Wu is Wei. The way. You get the, oh, you finally got that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, this podcast was created to inspire your Wu Wei action in your life which we're going to go much deeper into today. It's about taking inspired action, being more spontaneous, and listening to some higher force in your life, moving you towards the path in your life that will make you happier and actually give you a sense of fulfillment. That's really, really nicely put, Lita. And I think reflecting back over the past few years of doing this podcast, the Inspired Action Podcast, I am so inspired and touched and grateful to all the listeners out there that inspire and connect with us and email us and write and have traveled across the world to see us. Just like every day, it's massively inspiring for me. That's really really true. And I feel the same way. And at the basis of this inspired action life, we're trying to cultivate the idea of transformation or a transformational mindset. And in Chinese philosophy, this relates to the concept of the Jenren, which is the Chinese philosophy thought of a realized human being or authentic human being. So actually, when we use the word transformation, which we do a lot on this podcast, like every other sentence, right? What we're really talking about is transforming your you into your authentic self. If you're off the path, if you're out of alignment with who you truly are. Do we ever use that word transformation? What do you think? <laughs> yes. There should be you like know- someone with one of those clickers, click. Yeah, Nick. yeah. Or, you know, every time we say the word transformation, you have to drink. Ah, I'm going <laughs> to no. drink right now. <laughs> we don't want to promote that. Drink green tea. tea. I'm just drinking green drink tea. Drink your green tea. Every time we say the word transformation in this podcast, I want you to take your cup of green tea because I know all the listeners out there are drinking green tea. Of course. Of course. And drink. But anyway, um, no, I, I want to say one thing before we go on, that that word transformation is a little hackneyed and... You know, maybe overused. Tell us what you really think. Yeah, no, I mean, some people think it's overused, but it's interesting that we're not talking about change that like we all have to change into something we're not. What you just said, Jay, is so important. It's like changing back into your true self. And the reason why that word is just out there so much is because I really feel like it's lacking in so many people's lives. They see that, they want that, 
everyone is trying to get them to do it in a different way this way, which may or may not be the right way for everyone. Yeah. For us, this has worked and it's, you know, thousands of years old or whatever. And I don't know, it's just working for us. And the Jen Ren is an authentic person. It seems like such a rarity. But honestly, the easiest way that I like to say to people is, it's like you've become a wizard in your own life. Right. Right. The own, your own Gandalf yeah. dialed in. And sometimes, you know, we're even so bold as to say it's like being an instrument of the divine. And, you know, I, I just want to say also, that's such a good way to explain it, Jay, because, you know, I think transformation's hard, honestly, for a lot of people. And it could be really easy when we realize all we're doing is transforming into our true selves. So it's basically undoing all the ways we've become something other than ourselves due to conforming with society and right. the culture around us. I mean, we're always, if you tune into anything on any social media, on the TV, it's faster, smarter, skinnier, fatter, you know, this, that, whatever is always like stronger, stronger, more athletic, everything uh. is more, 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 more. However, if you don't get back to the, the basics, yeah. the who you truly are, how can you make that, I'm going to air quote, better? If you're not really authentic in there, right, in the from the beginning. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Before we go any further on these concepts, hey, we'll hold it on that bold. We are inspired to update you all about what we've what we've got going on in the Alchemy Learning Center. And on the Inspired Action Podcast. Yeah. Boom. So I'll let right. you do it. I'm tired. All right, Jay. So we should let our listeners Sorry, know. I'm not really tired. I'm just lazy. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> we should let our listeners know that we recently did an interview with Michael Max on Geological. Yay. And this is exciting. We have a new interview coming up soon on this podcast with Michael Max. Wait, from here's Geological. a little applause. Yay. <laughs> So if you enjoyed our geological conversation, there's more coming so soon. So stay and tuned. And we're going to be doing a lot more interviews. We're lining them up right now. So if you know of someone who might be interested or a good match for us, send us an email, yeah, send us them their stuff. We're connected. So we're actually planning out all of 2024. So boom, be on it if you want, or if you want, or someone you know would be on it. Yeah. You might just get an email from us saying, hey. And we've also got some live events coming up, including a Chinese medicine class that actually it's a series of classes on how energy flows through the channels of the body and how sometimes qi gets blocked in the channels. They workshop live learning events. Live learning events. And the these learning events, they've been created primarily for practitioners of Chinese medicine. But if you're not a practitioner and you're just interested for yourself, we will have some interesting information about how to clear your own blocks and how to help your family with that and things like that. So check it out at alchemylearningcenter.com. Dot com. Um, and I do think this information is important. If you're a lifetime learner, if you're a practitioner of any kind of healing and you understand how energy flows, it's a good thing to, uh, yeah, good to pay point. attention to. And Lita, you know, you always rock a good live learning event. So <laughs> if you're not doing anything, hey. It's an hour and a half to two hours of something you could expand your brain. Well, right? I love to teach this topic. You know, my clients, they like to clear their own energy blocks all the time. And if they get them regularly, then I want to teach them to do that at home. So that might be something everyone might like to attend. But we made this this class specifically for both the practitioners and, you know, even if a practitioner um, 
This is a five-element Chinese medicine concept. So if you're a five-element Chinese medicine practitioner, you still may want to come because we're going to be talking about non-needle techniques that you could use at home with your family and also yourself. And also you can teach your clients how to do them as well. With the non-needle techniques. Yes. Right. Right. Which is how I do it. Yeah. And yeah. blocks are very common in our lives. If someone is criticizing you or being mean to you, it's likely you might get a heart protector block. I mean, that makes a lot of sure, sense. Sure. If you're really, really frightened, if you're really, really frightened, you might get a bladder block. Yeah. A bladder block is very common. If you're having maybe like... Maybe it's a, just fear, trust, all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I was trying to sing a little bit, but it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> I was too scared. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have a bladder block. Maybe. <laughs> and sometimes people are just having an existential crisis. Oh, yeah, I have that every other day. And Yeah, you <laughs> have. <laughs> and, you know, if you have an existential, it's hard to say that word, existential crisis. Maybe you're having one. <laughs> yes, I'm having one about saying the word. You might get a heart block. And, you know, Jay's made up funny names about what? all these blocks. We actually use these all now because yeah. they're true yes. from experience. Yes, like the weepy crybaby block or the rock'em sock'em block. Or the stick up your beep block. <laughs> I said that one. Yes. And when you have one, that makes total sense, those words, those funny sayings she made up. Because when we tell people, oh, you have the weepy crybaby block, they're like, yes, I do. I don't yes. know why I'm crying. Okay. Well, you know what, Lita? This is not the topic of the podcast today. <laughs> right. so Surprise, right. surprise. But we could probably talk about that. Maybe we'll do a podcast on that. Yes. Um, but yes. if you don't want to wait and definitely come to the workshop, they're on Thursdays. And if you do miss them because you're listening to this in 2024, guess what? They'll be in the Learning Center, the whole series. You can watch it there. Yes. But we'll have a link somewhere, somewhere, somehow. Well, you'll feel to find it if you just go to the alchemylearningcenter.com. And before we continue, I just want to thank everyone again, all the listeners out there. You guys have been awesome rating and reviewing our podcast. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. We can't really thank you enough because, you know, lately the podcast has been growing. You know, the listenership is growing by leaps and bounds all over the world. So please, if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast yet, it just takes a few seconds, you know. Five stars would be great if you feel so inspired um, and and even better, just a few words in a review would help so much. It just helps other people find it and it puts us in a placement of a chart. And, you know, let's face it, we're like completely charted in every area of our life in podcasts. It's like a billion podcasts out there. So if we're on a chart, people are like, hey, what's that? I'm going to check it out. Or just tell a friend to check it out. We don't care. We just like lots of people hearing it all over. And we're hitting the charts, so we're super excited about that. That's yeah. really good. And news. we're we're well over one thousand members in the Learning Center, which is huge since we really only started it about a year or so ago. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, everyone. And we have lots of stuff coming in the Learning Center. Be patient. We're we're doing lots of stuff. And let's get back to the Wu Way. <laughs> we're going to Wu Way the Alchemy Learning Center, but let's Wu Way this podcast right now. Let's flow with our Wu Way. And I want to go back to this idea of change that we started with because resistance to change is huge in our society. It's like we're in this ego based predicament. We want to know ourselves deeply. And in search of knowing our authentic selves, Often we end up rigidly holding on to what we think is our true identity. And in a way, it ends up causing us more pain and suffering than anything yeah, else. Yeah, I think suffering is really resistance to change. And that's just my opinion, but mm -hmm. I'm sure maybe some people agree, maybe some people disagree. And so even though we really want to know ourselves and be our 
our authentic selves, there's this other component to Taoism to bring it all in. And the key ingredient is, guess what, Lita? Happiness, our happiness. That's the Wu way. Inspired action and a willingness to constantly change. Boom. There's the recipe, the ingredients. That's great. But and- I didn't say it was easy. Right. <laughs> I didn't say it was easy. Okay. But having a willingness to change. But wait, I do think it is easy. Yes, it is. I don't want anyone to think it's hard. Yeah. I was just being a little silly. Okay. But I do really think it's easy. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not easy to speak. I'm done now. I'm okay. <laughs> so a, it, a willingness to change is kind of hard to cultivate. It's human nature as we grow older to become more and more habituated. Think about it. You know, all of us, in fact, you know, habits are the very definition of of when we age. Like in Chinese medicine, they think aging is habitual life. The more habitual your life becomes, the older you become. So like, I mean, that's sort of the characteristic of a child is not being habituated. So how you behave and even how your body behaves becomes habitual. So if you do the same things over and over again, because you think that's what you like and that's you know who your authentic self is, your body starts to lose the capability to do other types of things. And as we get older, then all our muscles, tendons, and ligaments become patterned to only do whatever we do habitually over and over again. So it's that variety of doing many different things that allows us not to be patterned in that it's way. It's kind of like a lifelong learner, a lifelong mover, if we're going to talk about energy and chi in the body. You know, I'm constantly fighting the maturity factor. You know, I think we get comfortable. We want to settle into routines that don't challenge the body like it used to. So I love to embrace new physical challenges. Sure, they're silly sometimes, but I like to ensure that my body doesn't lose that mobility that it had when I was younger. Yeah. And our minds too, think about that. They need to be constantly embracing new ideas and not get too habitualized in thought. Hey, remember when I had us brush our teeth with our right hands for like a week to to break that (laughs) That habit? That was painful. That was painful, right? (laughs) I've done a lot of cookie things like that. But you know, it's a radical idea, Lita. The idea that we want to stay young by embracing the new and different ideas, theories, thoughts constantly. It's kind of like that spontaneous. Yes. I don't know. And even if we don't acknowledge it, we're all on a journey through life. We're all moving and changing. So resistance to the fact that we're moving and changing all the time, it's kind of pointless. So it's going to happen whether we allow it or not. And if we're not allowing it, that's the resistance. Resistance is futile. <laughs> oh, you just set that up for me. Boom. Star Trek reference. Woohoo! Okay, so it's natural that we want to get to our place, uh, get this place in our lives where life is good. We want to keep making it good. We don't want to move in any direction. I, I'm not sure, like, is that being stuck or is that just being rigid? Is that just being comfortable? Why do we get stuck? Why don't we want to move and expand? When something's good, we want In general, I mean. Yeah. I mean, when something's good, we want to keep it good. You know, until maybe something forces us to change, or maybe we have a big life crisis, um, some big event, a life-changing event. You know, we don't want to, like, stand still so long that that big life-changing event comes like a tidal wave and blows us over. Yeah, you know, if you're trying to keep everything the same, then maybe the only change that's going to come is a negative one, and you're not going to want that. You know, I talk about it often when I go into the nine palaces with people, that if you can't make a decision or you can't make that change, the universe will make that change for you. Yeah. And that's going to happen if you're resisting change. And that's opposed to that 
you know, ability to cultivate a transformational mindset, really cultivating a positive sense of change in your life. If that's the case, then we say you're starting to be the captain of your own ship. And I love this phrase that's, it's kind of an odd phrase. It's coursing the winds. This is a Chinese philosophy, Chinese medicine phrase. And what it means is that you're controlling your ship's direction and you're navigating your life towards the you know, the end result that you're looking for versus being tossed this way and that by harsh winds of change. It's about maybe taking a little bit of time to recognize I'm not quite happy, but this is my life. It's not really cool. It's not really working out for me. You have to look and see, you know, what am I going to do about this life? Or am I just going to, oftentimes I'll tell people in a session, we can work on this now, or we can talk about it in five years. It doesn't really matter to me? What does it matter to you? So the embracing the idea that change might be hard might be better than just letting it stand still. Also, then I say, put your hand in the head in the sand. You can yes. put your hand in the sand too. <laughs> yeah. But the head in the sand, like, and not do anything. Some people just get in that mindset. Like, yeah. it could get worse if I try to make a change. So I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And for me personally, Jay, I can say that when I graduated from college, I just didn't know what I really wanted to do in life. And I tried various things and nothing really sparked my interest at first. So I just went with the flow and, you know, I got into the workforce and then I got good at something and then I got even better and my salary gave me kind of a comfortable life. But it wasn't fulfilling my spirit, that life. You know, it wasn't what my spirit wanted to do. And I felt this lack. And yet the money that I was making was very enticing. And then I found something that made me totally engaged with my life. Chinese medicine. Yes. Chinese. Alchemy. Yes. Chinese medicine at that point. Yeah. I just fell in love with Chinese medicine, the five elements and alchemy, and this idea that we could change. But that meant I needed to change my career, which I'm not going to say was easy at all. It was hard, but it was my woo way, my inspired action to completely change my life. I know you had a nice life before that. It was easy. It was comfortable. You were challenged on a lot of levels. You had a family growing. It would have been much easier for you to just stay the way you were coursing, you were going, but that wasn't where your heart was. For sure. And the corporate job I had was very comfortable, but not at all what I kind of came to this life to do. And that's where it's easy to get stuck. Yeah, I think that career, if you're talking about career, that's one of the first palaces that's on my board. And that is what a lot of people get stuck in. They either get slotted into a job or they, they got this job, they think that was the one. And guess what? They realize very early on that it's not the one and they still stick with it. You know, we see it over and over when you allow yourself to get too complacent and you do get stuck in that career and you don't love it and you aren't really thriving. You're just surviving. The money's good or it's good enough. I hear that a lot. The money was good enough. The hours are good enough. You know, I get vacation, but I don't love it, but I tolerate it. And, you know, my parents are off my back or my spouse needs my help. I hear, I've heard every possible thing, but when you come down to it and your heart is not in it, you don't love it. Then it can start to slide into other palaces, like the health palace. It can often rear its ugly head, you know, make you sick, and then you can't go back to work, or the relationship breaks down, or all of them, the dominoes. We've talked about that before, how this one decision kind of sets off all the dominoes, and then 
Yeah. And this is exactly Breaks what happened out. to me, yeah. Jay. I was one of those people. The corporate life wasn't health, a healthy life for me. That's what actually got me interested in Chinese medicine. So, you know, it, it might have been awesome for someone else. That's not to say that someone else wouldn't be rocking the corporate job. But for me, it actually caused me to get endometriosis, which then prompted me to get surgery that didn't work. And finally, I just like tried Chinese medicine out of desperation. And wow, that was a game changer because I just couldn't wrap my head around how it worked. And being a curious person, you know, I was getting better. So I wanted to know why. I, I needed to know more. And the rest is obvious. I found my calling through my health palace struggles. Yeah. And don't you think, Lita, when we look back on our lives, we see that the spirit is weirdly guiding us, calling us, dropping hints, putting a breadcrumb path to where you need to go. The footsteps, you have to talk about the footsteps are right in front of you. Yes. Sometimes you just can't see them or you're afraid to take them or take a chance or a leap of faith. I can go, there's so many words to describe this yes. that's right in front of you. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a, that is, yeah. Like I, if a person is in a career they don't love, in fact, they swear to themselves they're never going to do it again. And then they're surprised when, for some reason, much later on, they decide to do it again because it's the easy. It's more money, better yeah. hours. That person they hate is gone. But yeah. it's the same kind of job in a different scenario. And there's another five years or 10 years or 15 years that goes by. And they still hate it. Or they can't even get the job anymore. They're, maybe they took time off and now they're going back to work and they're surprised that, like, you know, they can't find a job in that field. And yet it's the one they swore they would never, ever go back to. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, and there's so many fields now where that is just the case. You know, I always joke that the, the barista person the, behind the counter at Starbucks has a master's degree. Yeah. Or like multiple degrees. I yeah. mean, like they just can't, but they might be happy. Yeah. That might be their that thing. That might be their thing to see people, right. greet people, help people. Or it's just a job that they're holding the pattern to of where they're going next. And sometimes, you know, you get into a career and you don't really know why you're doing that career and you try something new out and maybe you love studying it. It's a topic you just need for your life in some way. Um, like let's say you decide to go into finance but you used to be, I don't know, like um, some kind of teacher or something, like a really big career change. And you go study it and you love it. And then you go try to work in that field and it doesn't work out and you hate it. Maybe you just needed to learn that information for your life path, like 10 years from now. Maybe, maybe. that information is... Maybe that reason is not there yet. Yes. But I mean, and now you've wasted, or now I'm going to say wasted, take that back. And so now you've spent time expanding. Right. But maybe in that time... It looks you, like a waste, but it's not. But maybe during that time, your family got stressed or you couldn't support the family because you were in school and you felt really guilty. And now you feel really even worse that you now are not going to go into the financial institute and you got to start over again yeah. on something else that you truly want to do. But the interesting thing is, were you inspired at the very beginning? Yes. Was it your Wu Wei all along? And 10 years from now, you might be like... Now I get it. That's yeah. why I did that. Absolutely. Then. I definitely think that we're all collecting challenges and skills and learning and knowledge. And if you can get into your alignment, it'll all come into play for sure. And I think that's what the Wu Wei is like, walking those steps in front of you. You just have to look down, place your feet, take that leap of faith, take that step, 
and your heart is open and saying, hey, this is what I got to do. Yeah, and it's the the ability to be spontaneous in your life, not basing all of your actions on what your logical mind is telling you what to do. The shoulds that society has us doing all that time. Yeah, Wu Wei is it the action of the non-action. It's the Tao Te Ching. That's what it's all about. You know, I find that term non-action confusing when I try to explain it to people. That, But that is why we decided to call this podcast, the Inspired Action Podcast. You know, you can even think about it if you're more athletic of being in the zone when you're just kind of like doing and you're not thinking. You see the footsteps before they happen. You don't force to make it happen. You just do. You don't know how. You've already done your training. You just do. You just go. You just in the flow. There's so many ways you can also say that. You know, but I just, before I go on that other thought leader, I just wanted to say that you know, a lot of times people have a really hard time putting themselves first. Mm-hmm. So this is often a big thing I see, whether it's siblings, parents, partners, friends. I know people who have stayed in jobs for 15 years because they liked the people. They hated the job. The money wasn't even that good, but they loved that family. And they, they their family needed their financial support to contribute. So they put everyone before their own needs. I think that's probably one of the biggest things I see is that people have a really hard time putting themselves first. You often say it's good to be selfish or you like to say be a shellfish. Be a shellfish. <laughs> yeah, self-cultivation, I say is selfish, but in a good way. So this is kind of like giving yourself permission to maybe get on back on track to where you should be going. Yeah. You might have gotten just slightly askew. And it's not a bad thing that you got off track. And you could stay off track and still live, be happy and live a great life. But do you really want to get back to that authentic path that you're on? That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. And when it happens, it's you're in the flow. There's that footprint. It's the next footstep that's already laid out for you. The next footstep, the next footstep. You just get a sense. This is where I need to go. This is the road I need to take. This is the direction. And you know when you're in your Wu Wei or living the Wu Wei, it's, it's got a feeling of optimism and it feels happier and it's, it's not as stressful. Yeah, it is hard to explain. I'm an athlete and an artist, so I'm, and I, you know, I do all kinds of things and to get into the zone, it is a little bit of like setting the stage to feel safe enough to go into that position, whether or not it's athletic or doing art or even writing. It's like the flow of creativity, that force inside of me. I have cultivated enough, whatever that means, or gotten rid of enough bad habits, whatever that means to be able to allow it to flow. Yeah. And in Taoism, they would actually apply this concept also to our spirituality itself, getting into that flow state and practicing in it so that Every moment of every day is easy. Yeah, I love that because that has definitely helped me in the last 15 years or so of like totally. Like I think it's brought it to another level. So yeah, that's really important. Yeah, it becomes this where you don't have to think about what you're doing. I also like to think of it as the phrase being an instrument of the divine, which I mentioned at the beginning. That's a phrase that I we get from acupuncture when an acupuncturist is putting a needle into the point and the needle is not the instrument. You think the needle is doing all the work, but it's really the person holding the needle that becomes the instrument, 
not the needle itself. Something is moving that person as if that person is an instrument. And I I also want to say it's like we can even do this work in acupuncture without the needle. A lot of people don't understand that it's not the needle doing it, it's the person. So a lot of our work at the Alchemy Healing Center is with our fingers becoming needles. We are non-needling the point, so to speak. And it's because the the practitioner becomes that instrument of the divine standing between heaven and earth and just channeling whatever needs to be done in a treatment. The practitioner is the needle. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think the same thing with sports or art. You know, when you see someone who's in the zone, who's just in that moment, you know, they just, they, they're, it's almost like something else is the driving force. Yeah. Something else is moving them. Right. And even if it's unknown or feels a little scary to walk, you know, these these uh, mysterious footprints that are laid out in front of you, maybe on a path you've never taken before, like a new career, and you really don't know where you're headed, at least you can welcome change. Yes, it's, it's starting. It's, I often, I, I want to put it up on my wall, momentum. Yeah. Sometimes I'll tell people if they have water in the top and I'll, I, I like to say, it doesn't mean you don't have to do this and this and this. I say, do anything to get you out of that frozen, stuck place because you're starting to trickle. You're starting to flow. You're moving forward. So momentum, it doesn't have to be this giant momentum. It could be momentum could be like tiny, tiny, but it's a little bit of something moving in that direction. And this is the tricky part. I mean, how do we stay ahead of the change or flow with that change? Well, I think this conversation for me as a, you know, strategist or as air quotes here, coach always begins with the simple question. And I ask it almost every time. If I don't, then I usually ask it in the middle because I forgot. Are you happy? That's not a big question now, is it? However, boy, is it a big question. Three little words. Are you happy? So if you can get, some people can't even get to that. The, our default in this world is, yeah, I'm pretty happy. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's great. That's fantastic. You, we're done. Go, you can leave. And they're like, no, 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 not that kind of happy. <laughs> right? And then we start to look and I'm like, well, I point to the, the nine palaces. Like, which one? Some people say all of them. Some say one, the two. I, usually it's career, relationship, money, which is abundance, or health. Those are the four dominoes. So if you can just go to the learning center, take a meditation, meditate on your own. I don't care. Get a journal. Do whatever. Ask yourself, are you happy? That is your starting point. Yes. And that leads to the next question, which is what do you really want? And that's really about if and when it's your time to die, will you die feeling like you have unfinished business? Or will you die with a sense of completion and And, fulfillment? And what would bring that sense of completion and fulfillment? You may not have that exact answer, but if you're in a job, relationship, financially stressed, anything that's not working, then you know you need to make some kind of change. And this is what alchemy is about. Not being afraid to engage this question. Not being afraid to live the life your spirit is guiding you towards. And here's a little bit, being accountable to yourself for the decisions that you make, especially the ones that you don't want to make, that may be hard to make, maybe might look to other people like you're putting yourself first, maybe even for the first time. So that's it's, that's that leap of faith. That's that trust. That's that getting over that fear. And again, momentum, tiny baby steps. 
I always take baby steps if they're really, really, really stuck. Baby steps. It's a good point about being accountable because, you know, many of us, I think all of us, often get into a blame mode. We blame outer circumstances for why we made the decisions we made that we didn't want to make, you know, the ones that took us away from what we really wanted in our lives. But the honest truth is we're the ones who made those decisions. No one else made them for us. And so we took some detours on our path through life as a result. And I think that's very, very, very common. And that's okay because like the teacher example who maybe didn't want to go, they didn't want to teach anymore. Maybe they went into finances. They just discovered that it was great learning about it, but in the real world, they didn't want to do it. But maybe, like you said, down the road, they're going to be a rock star with the family finances, or they're going to help people invest, or they're going to put that use to something else that may be part of their lives. It might not be a career, but it's definitely a a font of knowledge that they may tap into. Good point. And because the career palace is also called the knowledge palace, we sometimes use career as an excuse to learn something that we really didn't want to make our vocation. We just wanted to learn that information. Yeah. You know, we live in a society that doesn't really support the idea of learning information just for the fun of it, because it might not be generally a good idea to learn because maybe you're not making enough money or you have to do something else to feed and clothe and house. So we feel like we have to make it a career if we want to learn it. And that is a lot of what goes on, especially in the United States. But if we're really in our Wu way and it's leading us to learn something new and we don't want to wet ourselves to it as a career. Did you say wet or wed? Wed. Oh, okay. I'm just sure. I wasn't sure about that. Like, yeah. what? No. Wet ourselves? No, we're not going to wet ourselves. Oh, my gosh. Get out the diapers. Marry ourselves to it as a career. <laughs> That's inspired action. It means it's important, but maybe we just don't know why yet. Yes. And so that brings us all the way back to the first question, the first stage of alchemy. What do I really want? Before you can ask, am I happy? Well, actually, my I'm happy maybe first. Then you can start to explore. Okay, what do I really want? Many of us have never asked ourselves either one of those questions other than casual, but I want you to ask yourself only as yourself, not as a wife, a partner, husband, you know, child, parent, what, just as the just you asking yourself. What do I really want? Yeah, completely open-endedly and honestly. Now, what your parents want you to want and what your partner wants you to want. Children. Children want you to want. Your neighbors, your boss, your coworkers. Leave it all. Who gives a bleep? For one second, <laughs> take that time for you. And that you might have to ask yourself a few times. We do a meditation. You can. It's free in the Learning Center. And uh, but you can do it on your own. You don't need a meditation. But if you need that help to get that prompt to be able to find that quiet space to get the answer from the universe. Oh, and money. You have to leave money out of it before you answer that question. Yes. That messes it up a lot. A lot. I often have this little thing I do if I say, hey, you know, I didn't want to tell you, but I'm like a multimillionaire. Wish. uh, (laughs) That, hey, I'm going to give you $5 million. Let's make your decisions now. Wow. I used to say a million. A million is not good enough anymore. (laughs) Now a million is like, I'll stay unhappy. But five million, (laughs) now five million opens the door and they're like, it's like they, they things come out of nowhere that all of a sudden they, they, they want to do or always wanted to do or dreamt of doing. So you're right. Take the money out yeah. and imagine that. And now that does make it a little complicated if you're the breadwinner 
or you've already spent like 200 grand or 300 grand or 400 grand on your education. And now you want to be a landscape designer or you want to go do like work in Starbucks because you get to see people all day. Yes. And that makes you so happy. I know people you, that love it. I know they've been in a cubicle for 20 years and they haven't seen people. They don't talk and they go to do a job like that. And they're like, whoa, they just love it. So whatever it is, if you can take the money out, yeah, at least just start to see where you're your heart wants to go. Because actually where your heart wants to go, it's it's almost never about the money. I mean, money feels like it equals freedom. But sometimes when we think it's about money, we end up giving our freedom away for the money. So we think it, you know, it will buy our freedom. And instead it becomes chains as in like shackles. So in other words, you're making agreements that's actually giving away your freedom because you're taking on responsibilities, like with a salary. Yeah, and hours and all kinds of stuff. So can you ask yourself, is it really about not making enough money or is it something deeper, something else? And that something else is probably the thing that would give you a sense of fulfillment or completion in your life. And that's why we've been talking about the what do I really want question in the first And we can alchemy. even go before fulfillment and completion. Happy. <laughs> happy. Does it make you happy? And that's important. Yeah. I, I, if that's the one thing I, I can express today, happy is important. Yeah. And I often say you can be happy on the way to happiness. <laughs> like you don't have to, it's not one or the other. It's like right. I'm happy or I'm not happy. You can be happy on the way to getting your real happiness, the deeper happiness. And we also say when you ask yourself this, what do I really want question, you want your higher self, whatever you want to call it, your spirit self to answer it for you. You don't want that like mind, that logical mind, that thing I like to call the monkey mind to answer it for you. Because if you can start to get the real answer to this question, then you have a chance of being happy on the way to happiness. And then the Wu Wei comes and opens up your heart and your alignment, and then things just start happening. Yeah. Of Obstacles just disappear on the way to getting whatever it is you want to do in your life. So as always with this podcast, we're hoping that you're, we're inspiring you to challenge yourself to ask Better questions, ask right? Ask better questions. Drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ask better questions for transformation. How's that? Drink. Yes, drink. <laughs> uh, remember, this is a journey and a process. It could take months. It could take years. There's no time limit, but... It could take if, lifetimes. It could take lifetimes. But <laughs> if you're stuck, if you're frozen, if you're afraid, <sighs> take a deep breath and just start somewhere. And if you feel really hurried... There's no need to hurry. Once you start following your Wu Wei, you can only be in the place you're in at the exact right moment and time. So you don't have to feel a sense of urgency either. That's Wu Wei, flowing freely with ease. Sure, that's definitely, I love the way you just said that, flowing freely with ease. But you have to kind of like get that certain level of consciousness you may have already achieved a very high level of consciousness, in which case you're traveling with us on this journey, wherever you are. There's no hierarchy. Everyone can fly and flow and free. There's, you know, everyone can be moving upward and forward. Every day is a new start to your journey. You don't have to be miserable on the road to happiness. <laughs> and yes. That doesn't sound too good, right? right? No, I, I like the happy yeah. on the way to you happiness. You can actually <laughs> be happy while you're trying to get to your happier place. 
And that's why we have this goal to this podcast. The goal is for all of us to begin to be masters of our own lives. You know, that little boat on the sea where those waves, you know, maybe were annoyingly tossing your boat here and there. It becomes like magical, these magical waves are now bringing you to new adventures and everything feels like it's meant to be. Sure. So if you're captaining the Titanic <laughs> or the USS Minnow, whatever your ship is, okay, love in Chinese theory calling it coursing the winds, like Lita said, because the wind is a metaphor for change. So take your boat, whether it's big or little, see where that wind is, see where that course of change is. Where are you going to be inspired? Because you can see that change is imperative if you want different outcomes. It's <laughs> unavoidable that we want to be exhilarated and inspired by that change. It will happen. And, you know, I think that's where we all want to live. We don't want to live a life where we're always surprised and in a reactive state of mind or even sleepwalking through life all of the time. We want to have an idea of where we're going and an idea that we can set a course to our destination. Okay, number, number one, one, make it so. You beat me on that Star Trek reference. Okay, and on that note. I, I captain. Just, yes, so there's one more, my last Star Trek. Engage. Yay. All right, have a good day. Bye. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast, and you've reached the end. Woohoo! Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there? We love having you with us on this journey, and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews, and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And remember to hug the dog. We've also got some... Where's that coming from? Not me. It's you. You're getting bombarded with the dingers. Ding, 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 ding. Not me, it's you. Okay.